There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily. I'm scared. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) She's excited. Um... (laughs) Hi, I'm Henley. I'm scared too. <laughs> I am Sammy and I am brave. Great. Did cool. <laughs> cool. Nailed it. Um, did anything Nailed scary it. happen to us this week? Um, a scary thing that happened to me um, and definitely happened to me mm-hmm. is that Jeremy Strong didn't get nominated for a Golden Globe. It's sad. It really is sad. It is sad. For and real? Snubbed. For real. Yeah, Brian Cox Brian got Cox nominated. Did. How did Brian Cox and Kieran Culkin? I I'm sorry, but what, Brian so Cox good. is so good. He's no, so but good. okay, but over over Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Strong. Well, it's we crazy. are quite partial to Jeremy Strong in we this room. Him. Fans of we fans of the pod him. will and know, he, and he is amazing. But also, so is Brian Cox. But I don't know. You know, it's it's political. It's political. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian Cox didn't have to literally shit the bed. So, <laughs> do we think that Jeremy Strong literally shit the bed? For that <laughs> I, I heard he's a true method actor. So yeah, yes. yeah. They're like, you must do the shitting. <laughs> um, so that was pretty scary for me and only me. Mm-hmm. For you personally, scary. Um, my scary thing is that i i visited my parents this weekend and i spent approximately two hours with my 96 year old grandmother trying to show her how netflix works on her television oh no i left halfway through to go take like a big gulp of scotch in Mm. her kitchen it was like noon did she get (laughs) did she learn it (laughs) um no she has no intuition for technology like in a way that blows my mind yeah she i i would be like press the right arrow and she would have no fucking idea. I feel like, yeah, our our brains just like do work differently from old people's brains. She has no idea. (laughs) She has no idea. (laughs) Oh, well, a scary thing for me that also happened to all of us. (laughs) Can I talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck it. He didn't subscribe. (laughs) We received a review that started with you know how two out of ten women understand movies without having them spoon fed to them? <laughs> and look, I got a lot of problems with this. But my biggest thing, my number one is, say one out of five, bitch. Like, two <laughs> out of ten? <laughs> Fucking come on. It's just crazy to start a review with, like, you know how women you know how are really stupid <laughs> and okay. don't get anything ever? You yeah. know this fact we all understand to be true, which is that women are dumb and don't understand anything? Um, also, this podcast, also dumb. Okay, you but here's, here's the thing, though. I really meant what I said, which is that I feel honored to have been trolled. Yeah, yeah. True. I feel honored. Actually, we've been trolled, and it's, a, and it's great. Our first he, trolling. I mean, it was a long review. He wrote, like, a, I mean, at least a paragraph. He came to let us know how dumb he thinks we are. He Mm -hmm. took some time. Mm -hmm. 
That's special. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we we touched him in a way. We touched him in a way. We touched <laughs> his anger at the stupidity of women. Mm-hmm. We really got at that core. Oh, man. No, the best part is that he was mad that it wasn't a review, but it was a recap. And he was like, these horror movie reviewers are no good. They're basically just recapping it. <laughs> when in the description of our podcast, if you would read it, it says a horror movie recap podcast. And it's what Emily says in the very beginning of every, yes, every single episode. Every episode. So if anybody's listening now, if you're listening for a review podcast, tune just, out. Just turn just it tune off. Out. Guys, That's this podcast here. is ladies, friends sitting in my living room talking about a movie. That's literally all you can hope for yep. with this yep. podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. And fucking deal with it. Hey, but we got we've got a lot of great reviews. So thank and a lot you of, and to thank everyone you listeners who's written good reviews. And you we know what? You. We do it for us. Yeah. We true. do it for us. So here we are. Self-care. Self-care. This podcast <laughs> is, is for self-care. Um, I mean, guys, talk about growth and self-care. We didn't, we're talking about growth, but that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I've now watched two scary movies <gasps> because I watched a scary movie this week. Is this when we do this? Yeah. Great. This week's movie is Drag Me to Hell. Which I watched. Emily, you, so brave. You've made and so much progress. I made a lot of progress and I really screamed. Several I feel like times. we all have made progress. Henley, you watched Hereditary. I feel like I'm getting braver. We're just we're really doing we're it. Really growing we're really growing and really doing it. I don't brave. know if me count I, that doesn't count. I was I at count work. It. it counts and I count and it. I, I fast forward through the whole thing. No, I count it. Okay. Um but okay. this week's movie is Drag Me to Hell. It was released in two thousand nine, directed by Sam Raimi, who also directed Evil Dead, mm-hmm. which we've done. Um, written by Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi, his brother, mm. starring Allison Lohman, Justin Long, Lorna Raver, and Dilip Dilip. I'm gonna say that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Rao is his last name, and I'm so sorry. Um, and to talk about this week's film is, guys, if you can believe it, our first ever guest and our first return guest. <gasps> he is a comedian a writer a director thrilled to have him back on the podcast it's joel jensen Hi. And, uh, let me be the first to say it's great to be back oh my god and let me be the second to say that two out of ten women need to be spoon-fed <laughs> <laughs> movies work thank you so much thank you so much oh, yeah. oh, it's so validating yeah it's a stat it's a stat i didn't know before i didn't I and mean, it's because we're too stupid yeah because we're of the other eight <laughs> um <laughs> wait i forgot you were our very first guest for the witch the witch i didn't episode. realize i was your first guest either but yeah yeah because we did yeah. midsummer on our own right the first, yeah i first came in guest. and did the witch the wi- the witch was such a good episode so if you guys haven't listened ha- to it's it a good episode. go back and listen to it um joel did anything scary happen to you this week yeah, I think um, for me, the scariest things happening this week is I'm turning 35 years old. Oh. Um, and it's 35 is like, I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> like um, a sort of the Robin to 40s Batman where <laughs> it's getting tangled up in the same shit that turning 40 <laughs> is, but isn't quite all the way there. Right. It's halfway to 40. What yeah. a relatable metaphor. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I'm turning 35. I think birthdays, when you get into your 30s, birthdays become scary because they become referendums on mm-hmm. what people think about you. Mm-hmm. Um, as when you like invite people to like come to your birthday, mm-hmm. you really run the risk of nobody coming. Oh my God. And 
I, I and I think it's like less about getting older and more about um uh being confronted with my ultimate isolation in the universe. Okay. Mm, so you have, sounds, you have a yeah. straight up existential crisis at every birthday now. Yeah, oh yeah, maybe every day. Yeah, I was going to say more often than every birthday, but <laughs> birthdays really hit at home, you know. <laughs> well, Joel, we've already sort of you've been you're a return guest, so we've sort of talked to you before, but I mean, what's your relationship to scary movies, Joel? Yeah, give us a refresher. Um my relationship to scary movies only gets stronger i only like them more um this year has been a really nice one uh like midsummer was such a a special experience um i also was thinking about how last time i you asked me what scariest movies i'd ever seen was and i said hereditary Mm. and i have been thinking about it and i have another entry that is more unexpected than Mm -hmm. hereditary let's hear it which is Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> which did you guys ever watch the Ernest movies? Ernest Goes not. to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail. I have not, which is why I'm extra laughing at it because <laughs> I have no context other than like the ridiculous covers that, of the movies. That character. Mm-hmm. So Ernest, the character, what, he was actually a guy created by a comedian named Jim Varney. Mm-hmm. And in Ernest Scared Stupid, I don't even know why Ernest is involved in this, but there's a town that uh, this troll comes to. And the troll would like lure kids to his lair by mimicking the voice of their parents. Ooh. Oh, that's really he would, like scary. lure them into like sewers and ditches in the woods. That's and then he really would, scary. Yeah, and he would capture them and turn them into little wooden <gasps> statues. And it's like the scariest. Sounds way scary. Creature design. It has two noses, two normal, two human noses. <laughs> Yuck! With four nostrils and scary. it's slimy and goopy. <laughs> Flaming goo. Yeah. Wait, are they supposed to be comedies? Yes, it's supposed to be a funny movie. It's supposed to be. But funny. I saw this movie and it it totally fucked me up for weeks. Oh, I no. was having nightmares for weeks. I this was la- last year. This was last year. Thirty <laughs> fourth birthday. Like if I couldn't see my if I couldn't see my mom and she called my name, I like oh, was afraid. No! That's so scary. Oh, that's yeah. Awful. It, it's such a scary movie. I'd be very curious if your listeners can relate mm-hmm. call uh, in listeners call, call in. in listeners call in comment it, hit that comment button it's one of the craziest scariest looking creatures i've ever seen it's like a it's a true monster you kill them by squirting them with milk or kissing them on the what? lips <laughs> <laughs> that's oh pretty my good god. oh my god it's so scary wow Hi, everybody. It's time for Cocktail Hour. Um, Last time we had Joel on as a guest, we had a black Manhattan in honor of Black Phillip, the goat in The Witch. And guess what? There's a goat in this movie, too. So why not keep that going? So this week's cocktail is a Negroni and the Goat. To make a Negroni and the Goat, you'll combine one and a half ounces of gin, three quarters an ounce of Aperol, three quarters an ounce of sweet red vermouth, and a half an ounce of Averna. You'll stir all ingredients with ice and strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish with an orange zest twist. Cheers. I have some trivia. I do too. Let's <gasps> hear some trivia. Um, So we won't get this until we get into the movie, but... uh. Lamia is the name of the spoiler alert demon in this oh film. Oh my god. And a Lamia is actually a boogie woman. 
from Greek mythology who stalks the countryside looking for children to devour. And it needs to be, and this, and Lamia in in mythology needs to be spoon fed the curses that it's (laughs) shoot on, right? Thank you for keeping that going. Only two out of ten Lamia, though. Only two out of ten Lamia. (laughs) We'll have to post the screenshot of that review when we post this thing is coming. Um, Also, just this is just a little fun thing that um, before Sam Raimi decided to direct the film himself, he asked Edgar Wright to direct. Was that your trivia? Yeah, that was my trivia. Do you want to say it instead? We'll cut mine out. Wait, no. who's Edgar Wright again? He did... Papa's, um, Shaun of the Shaun Dead, of the Dead. Oh. Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver. Uh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Uh, in fact, the reason he couldn't direct this is because he was working on Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Um, Which is, he, I think, his best movie. It's Hot Fuzz is great. so good. Uh, and, it, and he also, uh, aside from that, he, just, he said he wasn't the right director for this movie. He felt he was not the right director. Um, and this is just for, for Sammy. Mm-hmm. I thought you would like this trivia that in preparation for her role in this film, Alison Lohman, who plays the the main character, uh-huh. Uh-huh. she would watch a horror movie every day. Wow. Um, <laughs> just so she could like absorb the horror genre. She would like watch, turn off all the lights, watch a horror movie every day. It does change you. <laughs> i feel changed i will say this about this movie it was scary while i watched it there were jump scares i screamed loudly at like twice once or twice once for sure yeah um but it didn't stick with me after like it, it's like it feels very contained to the movie itself mm-hmm so I could handle it. What, what I really am having a hard time with, even when we do the podcast, like Paranormal, I was so scared, yeah. like in the middle of the night. Paranormal the next is night. the one that really scares me in the middle of the night still, um, too. But That's so this was okay, me. because if it's just scary while I'm watching it, I can like, I can sort of do that, even mm-hmm. though it was scary. Um, but I do have one more trivia, which is going to, you guys are going to know why this is going to be my favorite trivia. And I'm really, I was really thrilled to read is this. Is it about actor rights? It is about actor rights! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> it is about actor right okay so um so this is sam raimi same director as evil dead who uh-huh. if you're listening to previous episodes you know he likes fluids he loves his fluids he loves his fluids loves there fluids. are a lot of Tons. fluids in this movie a lot of fluids and a lot of just like nasty stuff mm-hmm. and at one point um maggots are vomited oh, onto no. our main character no no no, no, no don't no, like no. that and into her g- mouth into her mouth and guess what don't say that fake fake maggots fake thank god maggots the maggots are made out of pasta (laughs) (laughs) and i was thrilled we've done it we did it guys we did it i was thrilled to read that fact (laughs) really really happy um pasta you guys so edible so look so look if you're horror directors if you're listening if you're an aspiring horror director and you're listening, fucking figure it out. Make you can be creative. You're a director. Don't put real maggots into your actors' mouths. No real cockroaches. No real cockroaches. No real Please. chainsaws. No real chainsaws. Come on. No real blood. Come on. So you're um, saying she was spoon fed? Oh my god. god. We walked right into that one. We Jesus. Right because we're stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's our new tagline. Uh, because we're because stupid. Because we're stupid. The Horror Movie Recap Podcast. Because we're, we're stupid. Because we're fucking stupid. Um, Can I just say before we get into this movie? Yes, also, please. I'm so proud of what you guys have done with this podcast. When I came on, it was like a real ragtag operation. And now it's like you have cool mics. You have cool mics. And headphones, the, we're headphones. spread out more. You guys like have 
like really figured out I how to do it. And it's, it's really mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listen to it every week. Oh my god, a week to week listener. Yay. Wow, um, thank you so much. Joel. That means a lot, so actually. Much, yeah, coming from a man, I mean, this should yeah. be really <laughs> so, so, so counts twice as much. Counts twice as much as anybody else's opinion. <laughs> I bet ten out of ten men don't need anything spoon fed to them ever. <laughs> ten out of ten men are brilliant um, <laughs> and good. Should we watch the trailer? On Let's that watch note? it. <laughs> Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia the most feared of all demons? For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me. Please listen to me. There's nothing coming for you. How do I get rid of this? I welcome. You can give the curse away. This movie I should have mentioned earlier, but it's like quintessential to my love of horror movies Mm -hmm. because the first time I saw this movie, um, I saw it in theaters and I had the best time I've ever had in a movie watching this. I remember you saying that's like what made you start to like horror movies is the theater experience. Yeah. Theater going experience. I went, uh, it was like, it had been like out for a couple weeks and we went uh, to the theater in Culver City. That's where I lived at the time. And we went in there. There was probably like 20 people in the in the audience and like me and like a few of my friends. And we had the funnest time in the world because this movie is so scary. Mm-hmm. It is also so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and on purpose. Right. And so the <clears throat> the 20 of us that were in this movie theater were like screaming and laughing. rioting together. Yeah. Like looking at each other like standing up like going mm. bonkers because this was it's the it's one of the funnest movies i think ever yeah made. yeah i've seen this movie but i am excited to hear about it again because i is. don't remember also, anything I'm, I'm excited to hear that it was funny on purpose yes yeah, i feel so, like it's, it's kind of like cabin in the woodsy vibe right like they're even like, more it's I, like, little... I would say it's like it's silly like there are right. moments that are like so absurd yeah to like, me joel it, described it as you said like a looney it's tunes, looney tunes. Yeah. to me this is like if you looked at wiley e. coyote as a horror like if you shot right. wiley e. coyote stuff to be like horror like using the trappings and the tropes and the visual cues of horror right it's essentially like literally at one point we'll get into this but an anvil drops on somebody's head and her eyes pop, <laughs> and her eyes pop out into somebody's mouth yeah and it is again really fluidy i nasty. cannot wait to hear every little should we get I mean, let's get the fuck into it let's, let's get do it. The um, into it so i'll say so the main characters we've got allison loman who plays christine brown mm-hmm. they call her chris um justin chris long brown. chris brown <laughs> <laughs> the only chris brown we recognize on this podcast um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might recognize allison loman from such films as white oleander white oleander also, she's just like a normal lady now. And I, I said this earlier, but I looked up her Instagram and she's got like 4,000 followers and it's so normal. And I was really thrown. <laughs> I was really thrown. Um, but so, yeah, uh, Alison Loman, Christine Brown, Justin Long plays her boyfriend, Clay. Um, then we have, uh, what was her name? Lorna Raver is the, is, 
what's her name? Oh, her, Sylvia Ganush. Sylvia Ganush, who's the nastiest bitch. Oh my god, <laughs> she's, she's an old lady. Oh my she's god, she's lady. so nasty. It's awful. It's awful how disgusting she is. Um, let's get into it. I was really upset by how disgusting she is. Um, Joel, start us off. Yeah, so I took notes here. Now I do qualify this with um, a disclaimer and also a claim. Mm. <laughs> A claim and a disclaimer. (laughs) My claim is I think this is one of the best movies to watch when you get high uh, that I know of. Okay. Great. It's so much fun to watch high. I'm too too scared. And second, my disclaimer is that I was high when I watched it and took this (laughs) down. There we go. There we go. (laughs) No, you watched it not high. Yeah. And then two days later, you rewatched it high and took notes. Yes. Yep. Correct. So we've got a little bit of a... Got a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so... Um, here we go. So, uh, we open in Pasadena, 1969 Mm -hmm. and keep in mind what's going on in LA in 1969, the Manson murders. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with this movie at all. (laughs) It's not mentioned. It's never referenced. Absolutely not. But it made me think about it. Anyway, 
So we're in, in Pasadena, this like old kind of like gothic, huge, cool home. And this pickup truck like skids up into the driveway. And these two Mexican migrant workers get out of the truck and their kid is like swaddled up in. He's like six years old. He's like swaddled up in towels. And the mother runs up to the door and like pounds on it and out walks this this woman. Um, and they speak in Spanish, and she's the the mother says to this woman, like, "Our son is sick. Something is going on. We we don't know what it is. We think he's uh, been possessed, or something supernatural is going on." And the woman asks, like, "Well, what did he do?" Mm. And they uh-huh. and they're and they're like, she, "He didn't do anything. He's a, he's a six year old child." Yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then she looks at them like right in the face and goes, "I'm not fucking playing. What did he do?" <laughs> Whoa! And they confess like he stole this silver necklace from a gypsy woman Mm -hmm. and they pull out this big net big silver necklace and hand it to this uh the 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 woman sandina is her uh uh yeah sean sandima and like a little fly lands on the chain and then flies away and this movie has Mm. some of the best fly performances (laughs) you'll ever see there was one in the trailer yeah Mm -hmm. it's great fly work and so this fly lands on the chain and flies away and then she's like as she clutches it she like immediately is like oh shit this is seriously run inside and And the kid is like all sweaty and like shaking sweaty and he's saying stuff about like they're following me i can see them they're close okay so he's been cursed Yes. Oh, he says every time they come back, they get stronger, something like that. Yeah, and He's it's coming been, back every time yeah, stronger. And it's been three days since the curse was put on him, uh-huh. and it's been getting worse and worse and worse. Uh-huh. So they run into the the room of this big, beautiful, gorgeous house in Pasadena, and she like gets ready to like do an exorcism. When all of a sudden, all of the doors burst open, the Ooh, windows shatter. Wait, we first see the, we oh. just see from the kid's perspective. He looks. Oh up my to god! The I can't believe I love this, shot. this scene. This is one of my favorite shots. <laughs> this kid is like tripping out. He like looks up at the skylight in this room, which is like this beautiful, beautiful. stained glass. Have we said? Have we mentioned how beautiful this, this house, house is? Gorgeous. It's really beautiful. <laughs> and it's like the stained glass skylight, and all these puppeteered hands of like demonic freaky like clawed crawly, three, like, like three fingered oh no hands they are, like, do look like extending Muppet-like. out like, and they're so Muppet like and that is one of my favorite shots to look at when you're high because you go these are Muppet hands what <laughs> the fuck little but it is rock sca- hands. like the shadows of it's like really all scary. these hands reaching into it, the there's like a Dozens of hands like reaching over this like glass like and he's in like shadow, seeing it and he's, and very, he's like, scared. very scared, and yeah. they're so cool. And then she begins this exorcism. Then all the doors b- burst open, all the windows shatter, and you hear this like roaring, cruel, malevolent sound. <laughs> and then Sean Sanemus gets punched, but- and you hear like a physical like. Whoosh. But you don't see it; you just see her. Yeah, she just like punched. jerks over. Then both of the parents get their asses beat by whatever force this is and then the kid like as like the wind is like rattling around the kid gets up runs out of the couch he like runs out onto this like balcony over the foyer of this gorgeous house (laughs) (laughs) and 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 the camera like pursues him and then like it he gets catapulted over the ledge and falls down like two stories onto this beautiful marble flooring (laughs) and he's like smashed down there like hurt and like dazed and Sean Sandimus runs out and like looks over the balcony and sees him wind is blowing through her face and she realizes what's happening and is like no 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 and then the parents run out and see they look down the kid and the floor 
starts to crack open with orange, oh, reddish no. orange glowing light, like streaking up through it. Oh, no. The kid is like, what the fuck is happening? And then the floor <clears throat> collapses like three feet and you see like stalactites and ca- caver- like a cavernous glowing uh, hell. Uh-huh. And it's his hell. parents and his parents like look on and like scream like no 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 <laughs> and then and then demon hands grab the kid and out of the hole and start yanking like him screaming. down. He they, gets they drag drag, him out. drag, drag, him, out. drag him then to the, hell. Then the floor then the floor the floor closes up. If you up. will. Yeah. If you will. The floor closes up and then they hit you with the title screen, which is one of my favorite things well, in horror movies. When like the 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 cold open finishes and then shoom, the title of the movie. Yes. But right before that happens, Sean Sandimus goes, oh, we'll meet again. We will meet again. We will meet again. Bam. Drag me to hell. So then we cut to 40 years later, 2009, and we're seeing like LA traffic and we cut into Christine Brown's car and she's listening to... <laughs> pronunciation guides for how to like do the like innocuous California like mid-Atlantic accent she has a midwestern accent Um, we learned she's like a midwestern like farm girl and she's trying to to blend in 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 Pasadena the the audio is like sounds abound when the mouth is round and she's like (laughs) sounds abound when the mouth is round she like goes huge with her midwestern accent two out of ten women (laughs) Two out of ten women need to be spoon-fed. <laughs> Good sounds abound when the mouth is round. I have a little bit of a Midwestern accent, so I struggle with saying this. Um, You're but, doing great. Thank you. Uh, she's trying to, like, essentially she's trying to escape her past. Yeah. The, the, next, okay. the next thing we see with her as, like, this, like, corny, her, like, corny theme music is playing. The next, the next, so we start with, like, her driving to work, trying to, like, not speak um, in a Midwestern accent. The next mm-hmm. thing we see of her is... From the interior of a bakery, there's like a whole bunch of pastries in the window and she mm-hmm. like walks past it and looks in and really wants to get a pastry and then like convinces herself not to eat one. I better not. So like she's better not. So she's, she's a girl so from Midwest. She used to be fat and Doesn't she's like trying to like be skinny now. Uh, so she walks past the pastries. Then we get into her office, which she works at a bank and she's mm-hmm. a loan officer at a mm-hmm. bank. Mm-hmm. And as she sits at her desk and settles in, she like walks uh, some people through, gives them some good news that they're approved for a loan, and then they leave, and she sees the empty assistant manager's desk mm-hmm. at the bank. So, mm-hmm. like, she really eyeballs it. It's very it. dramatic. It's almost as if it were spotlit. <laughs> yeah, it's very dramatic and very melodramatic. <laughs> she wants this job. Yeah. And that is, like, the motivator for so much of this. She's just, like, a sweet, basic-ass pumpkin spice motherfucker <laughs> who wants to get this assistant management job. That's all she wants. Then... The next thing that happens is this dude, Stu, enters the oh, equation. Oh, Stu. Stu is an all-time the great new villain. Guy. The, the new guy. The new guy. Who, He's in the trailer. Uh, I got a taste. Yeah, and his, his, <laughs> his entrance is, so she goes and talks to the, the manager of the, of the bank branch and like mentions to him about how she's interested in the assistant manager, manager position. And how and he says that he's like, yeah, you're certainly in contention, but so is the new guy, Stu. Yeah. Stu guy, wa- Stu, Stu guy. <laughs> Stu guy. Stu guy. New guy, Stu. Uh, and uh, the manager's like, hey, could you um, take your lunch break now, by the way, Christine? Um, and maybe while you're out, grab me a sandwich from oh, the sandwich God. place. Stu walks up and hears it and goes, oh, yeah, could you get me one, too? Oh, fuck you, Stu. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and he goes, with with extra mustard. Oh, my God. And anyway. Oh, what so, a piece of so shit. So Stu sucks. He comes and he's like, really projects douchebag. He's in the Stoosh dark bag. night. Stouchebag. <laughs> um. So now we've like seen like what she's up against, what she has to like 
like she's you know ashamed of who she was she's trying to like better herself she's ambitious uh and now she goes out for lunch break and meets with her uh boyfriend who is justin long who is a fucking awful boyfriend yeah. by the way oh no she, like, always she brings him theme, lunch huh? she brings him lunch he's trying to be a professor he's a fucking soulless um professor of like okay i don't feel like they present him as that negative he's like kind of dopey like he's just like kind of like oh, i don't like he's kind of all ig- he cares about to her problem he's just not like a great guy all he cares about is intellectualizing thing oh i think this is a part of the thesis of the movie right is he's intellectualizes everything so he doesn't believe yes, he doesn't, anything like, spiritual and yeah. this man if this comes up later he collects coins but he loves Christine. But I don't think he really does, to be <gasps> very frank. So like they have a they have a they have a chat about just like being in love with each other. She then leaves and she no, she gives him at this lunch. Oh, she so gives you him said a, he's a yeah. coin collector. She works at a bank and she whenever I guess we're bank, They have coins at banks. Yeah. So whenever she <laughs> finds old coins, she will give them to him because they don't need the old coins. So she gives him this old, rare old this coin. rare old Super coin. Rare. Right. So at, they're at, at lunch at his desk. He's like, oh, so cool. He takes it. He like puts it in a little envelope and like puts it in his bag to be like, cool, I'm going to take this home. I'm such a dork. I collect coins. Whatever. Yeah. And they're it's sweet. like the way that he takes this coin is like, if you're like thinking about like the way it's written in the script, coin is definitely in all caps. Coin. He takes, he the, takes coin the coin and places it in an envelope. <laughs> oh, also just really quick poll. The word envelope, envelope. How do you all say it? Envelope. Now that you've said it both ways, I don't know. Envelope. I don't know no, how I say, I say it. I say envelope. I think I, I say envelope. I think it too God fancy. damn it! I would have thought if you had asked me without thinking about it that I say envelope, but I say envelope, and I don't know what's wrong with me. Wow. Anyway, it's Henley says aunt. Aunt. <laughs> That's true. That's weird. <laughs> and can I tell you? Can I confess? Goddamn bus. <laughs> I avoid saying. I avoid saying either because I hate. Saying aunt. Wait, what's wrong and with I aunt? I don't think I'm fancy enough to say aunt. Aunt is fancy. What's wrong with aunt? <laughs> well, and it also is like very East Coasty, and like, what's your uncle's name? Um, Spacklewood or whatever. Spotswood, Halliburton. Spacklewood. It's very Spotswood. Spotty. Will you? Aunt, yeah. Aunt, what's your aunt's name? No. Genevieve and Uncle Spotswood. Yes, that's what I needed no, to hear. I I do say I say milk. I say M E L K. And Pello? Like Do you say Pello? No, I don't say Pello. Pello. Okay. Or um, bag. I think saying it milk just warms the drink up by milk. 10 degrees. <laughs> milk. <laughs> milk. It's, it's a lukewarm. Always lukewarm. A lukewarm milk. <laughs> if it's cold, it's milk. If it's warm, it's milk. <laughs> okay. Well, this is an important is sidebar. Wait, okay. So, but am I taking? Am I being too detailed here? By no, the way, no, no, okay. you're being perfect. So they have the lunch. She gets, Wait, what's he a professor of? Sorry, psychology. Uh, no. Psychology. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They. So he. She gives him the coin. He. She leaves because this lunch break is over. And as she's walking out the door, he gets a phone call from his mother. From his mother, and who, he puts it on speakerphone, which is crazy. Which she's is barely out the door. Crazy. She's still in the hallway, and his door is ajar. And his mom is trying to set him up with another girl. Oh no! And he's like, "Mom, um, I and, love Christine." And I forget. I, he's like, "I love Christine," and she goes, "Oh, who that farm girl?" <gasps> oh, come my on! And 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 he's Chris like, "Brown, the farm <laughs> woman." <laughs> and so Christine is from a farm. Um, yes, she is. She is. You know how uh, people discriminate against farm girls all the time. Yeah, hey man, oh I'm God. from I'm from Iowa, and that is the prevailing narrative: is that like, oh us, uh, like oh us people from Iowa, like these fancy, these fancy <laughs> professors elitists. from Santa Barbara don't like us. 
and born out in this movie. His mom's a, an asshole. She and an she's asshole. like, well, why don't you date this other girl? You know, you know, so-and-so's been looking for somebody to play tennis with, oh, which is yeah, such yeah. a funny line. <laughs> it's so funny to me. So they're wasps. They're wasps. Very much. And, as hell. Um, it, and here's one of the things that I think where he's a really bad boyfriend. So him and his girlfriend have these plans to come up and have dinner at their house in Santa Barbara. And his mom doesn't know who he's talking about. And he's like, Christine, the girl I've been dating for a year. If you're if you live in Los Angeles and your parents live in Santa Barbara and you've been dating somebody for a year and haven't brought them around. I think that's crazy. That's crazy. Do you? Yes. No, I do. A year? A year is a long time. And they're time. only in Santa Barbara? I think that's crazy. That's especially an, if you're like, like an hour or two. Yeah. And especially two if hours. you're projecting yourself the way he he carries himself in a way that's like it's disingenuous. Anyway. Eh? <laughs> so so Christine goes back uh, after that lunch where basically, again, you know, we learn that she's kind of ashamed of who she is deep down. And that is just now reaffirmed for her yes. by this conversation with right. the mom. She right. goes yeah, back she to hears work. all of it from the hallway. Yeah. She hears she overhears that whole conversation about the farm girl and how his mom doesn't know who she is. And right. So that happens. She goes back to work and Stu immediately tells her that she that she got his order wrong. Uh, He's like, I asked her extra mail. Oh and she's God. like, no, you didn't. Yeah. So she's you like, clearly said yeah. mustard. So she's pissed off. And then he goes, and he goes, and she's like, no, I didn't fuck your order up. And he goes, you know what? Don't sweat it. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Stoosh bag. Stoosh bag. A classic stoosh bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Stu, and then the next scene, Stu gives the boss Lakers tickets. Yeah. So just like, He's like you boys Lakers, club. right? Yeah. And then as this happens, as, as he hands those tickets over, uh, the camera then like pans over. We realize we're from Christine's POV and we pan over to these like thuddy. Wait, let me see if I can get it on. on. Like thuddy uh, fingernails like uh, on the on the Nasty desk. fingernails. Like, That's a better way to do it. And, and they're, they're like, like rotten and yeah, nasty. Yeah, they're like angular and like yeah, yeah, torn yeah, like, and broken. Yeah, and, yellow. And we pan over and it's this old old lady with Nasty. one eye is like dead and cataracted Cloudy. and white and the other eye is there and, and it's Sylvia Ganish. She is applying for a loan extension at the bank. She is behind on her payments. Her house is going to get taken. Her house is going to get taken. She's, she's defaulted she's, twice on her loan. She's so. defaulted twice already and Christine mm-hmm. says I don't think that Well Christine tries to help her at first. Well yeah and Christine also says like I don't I don't think that my manager can will extend this but like let me talk to them. She like really looks at her with such kindness and and like you can tell that she's a nice girl and like wants she to wants do right. She wants to help. She's yeah. a very but sweet she's person, also yeah. trying to get that assistant exactly. manager position. And and the her boss had previously told her we forgot this like that in order to get that job like you're going to need to like make really difficult decisions and I kind of think you're like maybe too sweet to yeah, get this like, job. I don't think oh man, I have to spoon feed you all of the decisions <laughs> oh that you make. I really wish everything that was about to happen happened to Stu. <laughs> <laughs> don't we? Well, all? we we come to that. Why couldn't eventually. she go to Stu's desk? So so oh, she only. she goes in and tells the manager like, you know, like, look, this old she's like old, she was sick, like I think we should extend this loan and the her boss is like, you know, if she defaults, like the bank will make a lot of money. And that would look really good for our branch. And that would look really good for somebody who might be looking for an assistant manager's position. Oh, God. And But he goes like, but it's your call. So Christine walks out, turns back to him and goes, I'll take care of it. Because oh, she like looks back at that assistant manager's 
desk one more time. With the spotlight they're on really, it. Yeah. They're really hitting you hard with, she wants this job. Yeah. She wants so this she job. goes back and tells her, like, Miss Ganush, I'm sorry, we can't extend the loan. And uh, Miss Ganush gets, like, really upset and pleads with her. Gets yeah. down on her knees. Please, please, please. Begging. Please, like, I can't go, I, I can't so go I live never, with my granddaughter. I never beg for anything. I never beg for anything. Please, I'm begging you. She, like, grabs, like, the hem of... Christine's dress and like kisses it and pleads and it, this obviously freaks Christine out. Oh, so also, we f- we failed to notice that or to talk about that while Christine is in her boss's office, it, the camera pans back over to Mrs. Ganush who takes her dentures out. They're slobbery. <laughs> she like cough hacks under her handkerchief and it's like oh, yeah. green nasty. It's like squish and like squishy She's sounds. Fucking disgusting. She like yeah. She like hawks a huge loogie into she her hand. She is hanky. the nastiest, nastiest lady you've and ever by the way, seen. Note the hanky. We yeah, the hanky the is big. important. So Christine goes back and tells her no, we so can't. So then this After woman's the, fucking yeah. like begging at your skirt and she's nasty. Christine then gets like freaked out and like jumps away from her and she falls down. And like by this time, everybody in the bank is looking. Security comes it's over. It's like a big scene has happened. Yeah. Christine is like screaming for security to come. They take her outside. They like the security escorts her outside. Fun trivia. Her car is Ash's car from Evil Dead. Oh. She also before she before she leaves the bank, but security comes over and she's like, they're like trying to get Mrs. Ganoush out of the bank. Mrs. Ganoush turns to Christine and she goes, I beg you and you shame. Oh my god, me. I can't believe I Oh yeah, this. that's in the trailer. You, you shamed, shamed me. me. <laughs> I and I think for my hot take that's gonna come later, that is the most important line. I begged you and you shamed me. Uh, what was the shaming moment so that she called security when that, the woman was begging? So okay. the woman begged and was like, "Hey," I, and she's like, please, "I've please, never please, begged please, anyone please. in my what? life." Okay, please don't do so this. So, in what way could she have said no and not shamed her? She there, could have. There isn't. I don't. No, think. I think there is. Wow, victim blaming. No, I think that. I think that. <laughs> well, but we'll get into this later. Because what matters is she was scared. She was trying to say no to like get her promotion. She did it. Right. She this woman begs to her, she calls security, gets her kicked out. I guess okay. she could have been like, I'm so sorry, stand up. I'm so sorry, stand up. There's and a lot of ways she could have played it. But also I this woman so. but I, was nasty and scary. Yeah, but I think that the point is like she could have like taken her to another room. She could have broken it to her easily. Also, yeah. also victim like blaming victim. Well, blaming. her boss put her in that position. And also capitalism doesn't reward kindness. Her boss didn't though. It was her choice. It was. I think it, it is important for choice. the film that it is her choice. But it also was not an. It is and isn't her choice. She doesn't want to be a nice farm girl anymore. It was she her has choice. To be a cutthroat loan shark. She even says later <laughs> in the movie, "I could have extended the loan, and I chose well, not." Also relevant is this movie came out in two thousand nine, a year after the housing crisis and the mortgage mm-hmm. yep, crisis of two thousand eight. Yep, yep. So, and that's like a a part of what she's the deal is. So anyway, oh my god, we have to move so much faster. It's, it's right. been like an hour. Uh, yeah, let's keep going. Okay, let's talk about the recession though. How did you guys? <laughs> I can't believe how much I fucked this up. No, 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 Joe, we're fine. Oh my god, Joe, no, you totally did it. You totally did it. This is good. Okay, yeah, we're just at the inciting incident. So anyway, totally fine. Don't worry. Okay, so then we see uh, her boss also like is like proud of her for making this decision. He comes to her at her desk and goes, "Goes like, by the way, you've done really great work on this McPherson report, which is a big loan, which is like on file." And he's like, "Hey, could you? Would you mind? I'm like really happy with you. Would you mind going home tonight and working on this McPherson report?" Uh, and bring it to me in the morning because mm-hmm. the VPs are gonna like love what you're up to. She's feeling great. Yeah. So then we cut to night, 
and we're in a parking garage and she's walking Scary. to her car with a big bucket of like her office supplies, including a stapler. Uh, mm-hmm. As she like walks to her car, we see Sylvia Ganish's car. And she recognizes it, that oh. it was Sylvia it's, Ganish's oh, car. She no. recognizes it as Ash's car from Evil Dead. She recognizes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she starts to get spooked. She like jiggles with her keys and we hear echoey hacking no. Oh, no. of Sylvia Ganish somewhere in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah. fucking nasty. So she then, she, she's like, gets really scared because she hears her coughing. So then she gets into her car and her car is like facing Sylvia Ganish's car. And in front of it, we see the handkerchief Ew. on the ground. And the breeze blows and the handkerchief. Breeze in a parking garage, mind yeah, you. The handkerchief lifts off the ground and starts floating. Even though it's fluid. filled with yeah. phlegm. <laughs> filled with fluid. Heavy, heavy snot. It starts floating in front of the car. And it's, she's like, Christine's, Christine's like terrified by it. it. Yeah. And it floats, begins to float towards her car. Oh, no. And this is where this movie is perfect because you're so scared of this handkerchief, but it's a fucking handkerchief. Right. <laughs> And it starts floating and it's, it like floats past her windshield, loops around the car, takes the corner, goes to the back window. She's and looking walks in her rear and goes, view. And goes past the back window and Christine's following it. And as the camera pans, we see the silhouette of S- Sylvia Ganish in her back seat no. of Christine's oh, no. car. So scary. And she, oh, no. and she slowly, quietly no. leans forward. Light catches the side of her face just with her dead eye. And she goes, you shame. Me. Oh, oh no! no. And then she attacks Christine. She lunges at. It's like, oh my god! She goes at her. She like choke holds her, grabs her hair, rips a wad of her hair out. Oh my she god! She gets like eight wads of hair ripped out of her head by the end of the movie. Oh my Every god. time she's in a fight, someone rips out a wad of her hair. Yeah. Jesus! Uh, so then they like into this fight. Uh, the car is like in motion. She like throws it into reverse, like jam it against. Um, this is the first sign of Christine being a kind of a fucking badass. She's like, okay, here we go. This she's is where she's fighting girls are badass. And this is where you see like her ash side, where like she has an ash resilience, mm-hmm. and that's the best part of her character. She's like this amazingly resilient woman. Yeah. And she like gets into this fight. She like she grabs the stapler out of her office supplies and fucking thwaps Sylvia's head with it, and it staples her forehead. And then she staples her dead eye shut. Oh my god. Then. <laughs> Ow. Then she, then she like <laughs> is getting choked by her, and she like reaches for the gear shift of her car, and she can't quite reach it. It's a very Sam Raimi shot with like her like, being like, like, almost, like almost. her fingertips just, like just touching it. She finally gets hold of it, throws it into drive, slams the gas, starts <laughs> driving straight at another car that's parked. Then struggles to like put her seatbelt on. Oh yeah, managing yeah, her yeah. seatbelt on, crashes into the car. Sylvia sh- flies out of the back seat, hits her face on the dashboard, and her dentures. <sighs> Fly out of her oh, mouth, and, and also the staple pops oh, out of the one. Of the staple the pops eye out of the eye towards camera. Oh no! Her dentures fly out. It like hit her, and then Sylvia like l- l- recovers, like leans up in the passenger seat, like feels her mouth, realizes that her dentures aren't in there, and then lunges at Christine, and starts gumming her chin. <laughs> she tries to like bite her, but she doesn't have teeth. She's, it's this whole fight ew. sequence is so silly, but also like horrifying and yeah. disgusting. She's and like drooly gumming. It's like sticky and you and can see it. Sylvia Ganish is like indestructible. Like all this shit keeps happening to her and she's fucking fine. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So she gets into this fight. Uh, eventually like we'll, we'll abridge plenty of it. I mean there's so many details to But I want to do the ruler it. in the throat. Oh Christine then grabs a ruler out and 
as Sylvia like lean lunges at her again, stabs the ruler into her throat, and then you cut back to like a reverse of it, and the 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 ruler is like sticking out of just like the side of the frame. What? And then Sylvia like coughs, and she goes like, oh, and it just like <laughs> quivers a little bit. Ew! And then she hawks the ruler out of her mouth, and, and it like, shatters fine. her window. She's fine. And it, her, she She's coughs not it human. out. She's she not coughs human. out so hard that it breaks Christine's driver's side window it's crazy christine wow. kicks her out sylvia ends up dragging her out of the car and She's with like, like a brick in her hell. hand and it's like christine's like screaming sylvia's screaming it is like really 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 intense really hot and and it's <laughs> all like sexual just no 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 like <laughs> the the heat is there it's like a big moment <laughs> so and, fucking hot sorry hot so and, damn hot and like the music is climaxing it's really culminating and then all that happens is Sylvia just plucks the button off of Christine's coat. All of this build up, just oh. she goes and pulls a button off the she coat. She needs like a token or something. And then she, Some sort. and then the camera gets bleary, like the lens gets all bleary, and Sylvia whispers a curse onto the button oh. and says, Amia, onto mm. the button, and then hands it back to Christine and then leaves. And that's it. All this whole fight. Just culminated yeah, in. She could just have killed that. her. She had a fucking brick over yeah. her head. I don't think I've ever seen a, a fight scene between an elderly woman and it's a young cool. woman before. And it's fucking I did not see it coming. She's just it way. just like goes and it is huge. So now we go into like uh the police show up, she's given her statement, Justin Long shows up and hugs her. Um, and she's traumatized and scared. We cut now to like they leave some shop, they walk past and they're like walking on the street. She's talking about like how scary it was. And they walk past the fortune tellers. Right by um, uh, Mohawk station. Bend in our very own Silver Lake. Yeah. <laughs> and so Christine's like, hey, can we like go into this fortune teller? Like, I would like to have my fortune told. And of course, Justin Long, who's a fucking prick, is like, <laughs> do you really want to get your fortune read? <laughs> <laughs> but she stands, she's good for her. She like always sticks to her convictions and is like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so they go. I had a long ass day, and this is what I want. So they go in, and and uh, <laughs> Do Justin you Long really though. <laughs> <laughs> he's such as like a college guy, you know. Yeah. He's like probably what I was like in college, <laughs> and which is why I hate him so much. And <laughs> so they go in, and then uh, this the this figure, this character Ram Joss comes out, who's uh, Dilip. I forget his last name. Rao. Rao, and is like, hey, I'll read your fortune, and so. They go in to do the fortune reading, and of course Justin Long starts quoting he, like, Freud to him and he, about like, like scoffs at how much money he charges. He's yeah. like seriously, yeah, which is cheaper than the House of Intuition, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say two thousand nine psychic prices. Yeah. I can't imagine right. they're too crazy. It tracks to the, the based on psychic inflation. But, <laughs> so, so then Justin Long is like quotes Freud to him, and then Ram then quotes. Young back to him, which mm. fucking Team Young over here. Yeah, Team Young too. For like, sure. come on, Freud. Yeah, Justin Long sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fucking child. <laughs> anyway, so then he starts to read a fortune, and like at first, it like seems like kind of like um he's a charlatan. Like he like is like something's been taken from you, and he like flips her arm over, and it's like a button. And Justin Long's like, yeah, anybody could fucking figure that out. Like her button is missing. That doesn't mean anything. Which points to him for that mm -hmm. then Ram really starts like getting into it and then the like lighting shifts and this like weird filter like starts circling around the room and it gets really intense things start rattling 
photo frames start cracking. And then he like, Ram just goes like, you know what? Um, actually, I think you should go. And I don't you know want what? your money. No charge. Oh. I think it's time for you to leave. Just like, like paranormal activity. Never a good sign. Oh. Never yeah. a good mm-hmm. sign. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. just please go. I, I don't have anything to do for you. And then they're like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? And he's like, did you speak ill of the, did you blaspheme the dead in a cemetery? Have you been like fucking with Ouija <laughs> Standard boards? Standard first question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been fucking around with Ouija boards? Like, uh-huh. what? Have you, and then Justin Long's like, come on, man. And he's like, hey, like, look, you should just go. And then he, then eventually when she's like, I haven't been speaking of the dead, I haven't been fucking with, with uh, Ouija boards. He goes, perhaps somebody has cursed you then. Mm. And then we go, then just long drops her off at her home and is like, he has to go take care of something for an hour or so. And so she's home alone. And this is where ding, ding, ding round one of Lamia versus Christine comes into the equation. Oh, yeah. Boy. It's crazy. Even like, regardless of that, she was fucking attacked in her car and she's just left alone. Yeah. She's just be home alone. Well, not fully alone. She has a little kitten. She has a little kitten. Aww. And he's a bad boyfriend. And he's a bad boyfriend. Uh, so she's good like... Good kitten, though. I was so going to say, good kitten. Round one begins. She's baking. She's like baking something in her oven. And as she... It's like a cake or something. I don't know. <laughs> and as she uh, she like folds up her uh, her like baking cookbook, and as she closes her baking cookbook, a, a photo of her as the pork queen... From her oh. hometown comes falls out of the uh, so in her book. hometown the when she queen. was fat she was the pork queen oh. in my hometown in, we had a pork queen in my hometown oh, in sorry. what way is she the pork yeah I feel queen. like we need to make the it's like a community thing like the county fair though like it's like a beauty pageant kind of thing and like they'll crown a pork queen I knew the pork queen in my in my hometown oh you did. wow you knew her um, wow yeah mm-hmm. so she's the pork queen. And you see her, she was like a, she's like a fat kid and she's posing with the pig and it says a pork queen and she's embarrassed about it and she like throws the picture away because mm-hmm. she's like, again, embarrassed about who she is. Um, then all as she's like doing this, then like you hear this like really terrifying squeaking grating of metal on metal and the lights get nasty and you're like, oh, fuck, here we go. Uh-oh. Right. Lami is here. Lami is, is here. here. And then she like. Looks out the door. Oh, it's just the the metal gate in front of my yeah, house. Yeah, we see okay. like the gate like sort of opening and shutting okay, outside. Yeah. But then like as soon as she figures that out, she like looks in and these shadows start to coalesce into the silhouette of a goat faced. Oh, no. it's always being a goat face. That yeah. then leaps off of the wall at her and like with like a jump cut, he like Rah! and like she's scared. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it like courses through the house and like rattles all over pots and pans breaks, breaks the back window that and then like rams into her and smashes her against uh the cabinets and like bloodies her lip so oh, she's God. like been physically attacked so it's like in the opening sequence of like it's like it can like punch you but it's just right like right 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 the air so then justin long comes home and is like uh you like I can't believe that Sylvia came here again. She's like, it wasn't Sylvia. And he's like, so who was it? The shadow of a goat. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't know. Like, it's the demon. And he doesn't believe her. Right. He calls the cop. And that's when he's like, the cop is like, yeah, well, you know, like, we don't have any evidence of anybody who's here. And then just long goes to the cop. Like, I must be. It's just classic. Yeah. She's psycho. Yeah. And so then they go to sleep and and she falls asleep in her bed and she wakes up in the middle of the night. She she falls asleep next to him, wakes up in the middle of the night, sees that the window is open. Mm. Um, I've seen this and I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, and then she like goes back to sleep and this fly 
comes in oh. to oh, the room, no. flies in through the window. Do you think it's the same fly actor as before? Yeah, I think so. Same fly actor. <laughs> I think so. I think it's an Andy Circus mocap. So, so the fly comes in, and then the fly like buzzes around, and then this is a very Sam Raimi moment. The mm. fly lands on the camera this. lens, and it racks focus onto the fly, oh. and then racks back out, which is just like Sam Raimi going like, "Remember that I'm that this is a <laughs> this movie is that's a being movie. Like, making a composed movie. by me." He's like, "I'm a director, and I'm good at it." Yeah, he's like, "Remember, I'm here." <laughs> so the fly like then lands on Christine's face and starts walking around her face, oh, and no. it climbs up her nose. Comes back out of her nose, oh, no. then climbs into her mouth. Oh no! Oh, it's so and gross. And she wakes up again, coughing. Oh no! Oh no! And she's like, <laughs> and then she like calms down, reclines back to go to sleep, and next to her is Sylvia again, and she's rotted face, Ew. who screams Even at her nastier than before. Yeah, screams at her, jumps on top of her, starts barking at her like a junkyard dog. Oh my god! And then pukes a whole <gasps> bunch of maggots into her Ew. mouth. Guess what? I think they're it's like one of those Yeah, Orzo's a good guess, I, I guess. No, I think it's bigger than Orzo. I bigger think it's than like those like um almost like seashell shaped little oh, guys. You've thought you know about I mean? it. You've thought about those it. Those tiny they're, they're little maggots. It's like it's Didalini. They look they're like maggots. <laughs> I, they're just maggots for our purposes. Pasta. And for me. and they like go into her mouth, they're like nasty, and there's like all this like black, rotten like looking stuff with them too. It's so gross. It's so gross. And there's one of the things you have to understand about this movie is like it's not like 20 maggots got puked in your mouth. It is 5,000 maggots. <laughs> there are so many of them. It's like so over the top. Wait, Emily, when did you scream? You said you screamed twice. Is this one of the times? I think I screamed with the shadow in you the kitchen. You screamed in the round one shadow, yeah. And, and the second scream hasn't happened yet. Okay. Be sure to let us know. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So then she like wakes up the next morning and is scared and is like, I couldn't wake up. I couldn't wake up. And then Justin Long drives her to work. She goes, Stu asks her for more help uh, about like their like loan procedures. And she screams at him about getting his filthy pig knuckle off of her desk because oh. she's all crazy at this well, point. Well, no, no. She sees. <laughs> Stu her. has his hand on her desk and is doing the same like finger tapping thing, but she sees it as Sylvia again. Who's yeah, just she like right, 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 right. her And she hand. can't stop. And so and then she goes, get, get your filthy pig knuckle off my desk. And and then she gets in trouble for this. She like creates a scene. We know she's a port queen, so she thinks in terms of pig knuckles. And she creates a scene, gets in trouble, and then in the commotion, uh, Stu steals the McPherson report well, off of her desk. In the commotion, she gets a massive oh, right. nosebleed. She gets a massive nosebleed that, like, mm. again, when we're talking about five thousand maggots being puked out onto her, her I nosebleed mean, is like air pressurized it yes. shoots Sammy out love sammy sam raimi sorry sam, sam sammy, raimi sammy raimi loves fluids and it is she like it's a waterfall shoots blood and out it of her shoots, nose. it sprays all over her boss and one of my favorite lines in the movie is the boss i, I think five times goes <laughs> did it get in my mouth did it get in my mouth <laughs> Where it's like you don't know that if blood got in your mouth, it's yeah. so funny Who to me. Who could answer that for you? It's a perfect you, one. You're <laughs> the only one. Yeah. Can you see? Um. So that scene is great because she's like shooting blood, and then in the commotion, yeah, Stu steals the McPherson report. Important moment. Okay. Important moment. Um. So then, uh, Christine's like, "Fuck, dude, this is real. I've been cursed, and like all these crazy things are happening to me. I've been attacked." My nose is bleeding. I'm freaking out. So she goes to Sylvia again in his granddaughter's house to be like, is Sylvia here? Mm -hmm. I need to talk to her. I need her to forgive me so that this curse will go away. And the, yeah. her granddaughter's like, fuck okay. you, man. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what mm -hmm. do you think you can do? Like, 
And then eventually the granddaughter's like, all right, fine. You know what? Come on in. So Christine comes in. It's like a creepy house. And then she walks down this hallway. And then all of a sudden she's like incorporated into this crazy party with all these people like drinking, screaming, dancing, playing cards, having fun. It's very like It's filmed very like you feel like lost. It's like like the hottest party in L.A. (laughs) Honestly, it's like dope. And then she realizes that this is the funeral for Sylvia Ganesh. Sylvia Ganesh has died. Oh, no. It is too late. Sylvia is dead. And then as she's like spinning around worried about this, she trips over the table that Sylvia's body is laid out on. She's like in a casket on this. Yeah, she breaks the legs of the table and falls to the ground and Sylvia... Till Sylvia's corpse tumbles out and falls on top of her and barfs a whole bunch of oh, embalming no. fluid into no. her mouth. More fluids. No. Just eight million gallons of it. Um, so so now she's like, fuck, Sylvia's dead. She cannot lift the curse off of me. And her right. granddaughter walks up to her and goes, like, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Wow. And then that's Harsh. the end of that scene. Whoa. Yeah. yeah it's it's, a granddaughter now. I don't think she knows exactly what's coming to her. Oh. One of the things that the granddaughter says to her when she w- opens the door is, you used to be a real fat girl, didn't you? <gasps> oh, my God. And so then, what is then, this fat and phobia? Then, uh, and then yeah, Christine goes, yeah. Like, kind of like a gunfighter would say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So? And then she goes, I could tell. And anyway. Wow. So. What? So then. So That's now. so rude. Yeah. What a weird, like, plot point. So she goes back to Ram Joss then. It's like, fucking Sylvia is dead. What am I going to do? And he's like, it's like, she can't lift the curse. What do I do? And so Ram Joss is like, well, you could offer it a blood sacrifice to appease the spirit. <laughs> An animal okay. sacrifice. An animal sacrifice of oh, some no, sort. Oh, no, not and, the kitten, and, I and, Yeah, and she's like, I'm a fucking vegetarian. Yeah, she I don't, goes on a whole thing of like, yeah. I don't even, I'm a vegetarian. I don't just kill animals. And then, and then Ram goes, you'd be surprised what you'll do when the Lamia comes for you. Oh, so okay. he gives her a book on blood sacrifice. She goes home and she's reading it. And like you like see the cover as she's like reading it, she shuts it and it like smash cuts to her little kitten. No, 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 no. no. And oh, yeah. like mewling to her, and then no. ding, 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 round two of Lamia comes Lamia in. Comes back, and he he like comes in kind of like he did before the like clanging sound, the shadows, and she's scared. So she he she like this runs might upstairs. Be when I screamed. Yeah, she like runs upstairs into her bedroom and like locks the door, and she hears these clumps. Clomp. This is when I clomp it's up coming. the stairs, <laughs> and you see the silhouette of these cloven hooves in by, like on the other side of the door, and then the cloven hoof shadows beca- like invert themselves into shadow the shadows of hands that like oh, start no. reaching out towards her and like swipe at her. She she tries to run away. She tries to go to the window to get out of her house, and then a flashy demon face charges it again, like Rah! and oh, she screams. No. This that was an Emily scream point. And then, and then she gets the shit kicked out of her by a, an invisible, invisible force. force. It like pulls her up into the sky. It like spins her around. It throws her into like it smashes her room up. It throws her against um, her wardrobe. Her whole room is like destroyed, and she's just like totally got the shit kicked out of her. And then like, and then it stops. And then this like look of deadness comes across her face. And then we cut to a Dutch shot of her knife block as she grabs a knife, a big sharp knife out of it. To stab at the invisible force? And then force? goes, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <gasps> oh, no. 
<laughs> then, yeah. we, then we and then we find the cat laying in a pile of her laundry very cutely it's, and then we, it, again it a, is a kitten, a kitten. it's not yeah. even a cat small and very cute <laughs> we cut to then an exter- exterior of her house and the cat squeals no, no in the director's cut you see her stab it god damn it i'm so glad oh, i didn't watch no. it uh, and then we cut to the next morning she's like burying its body in her garden and yeah. justin long comes in and is like Hey, like maybe we shouldn't do this trip to my parents' house. You've been having a rough time. And she's like, you know what? No, I think everything's going to be okay. (laughs) She's like, I just killed my kitten. I'm feeling good. And he, I guess, hasn't noticed that the cat is dead. He's a bad boyfriend. Yeah, he basically barely knows that the kitten exists. He doesn't care. Right. So he, she's, he, she's an accessory for him. Yeah. He's all concerned about his, he's like, we're meeting my right. parents. You're going to like, it's, right. this is my, so yeah. yeah. So she says like, you know what? Honestly, I think everything's fine. I think I solved it. And he, after he's like, there's blood on you. And she's like, no, I was cutting a tomato and it squirted onto me. So then we cut to like, she's, uh, walks on the stairs modeling this like beautiful dress that she wants to wear to go see his parents. Okay, all right. So then we go to his parents' house. And they walk in and his parents are like so rich and they're like so waspy. They like are like oh hello. They're like very like it's like they're they're like holding their noses as they speak. Sort yeah, of vibe. he calls oh, yeah. he Justin Long calls his dad sir. Gross. <clears throat> oh and no. They're like and his wife asks for a Chardonnay <laughs> and then they like go and they walk into the dining room to have dinner and they walk past their cat whose name is Hecuba. A black cat. A black cat oh, named Hecuba. Hecuba. And Hecuba hisses at Christine. Because she knows. And her parents mm-hmm. and just as long as parents are like Hecuba's yeah. Hecuba's never like this. Hecuba's usually <laughs> so sweet. And then they go and they Oh, and Christine has brought her own offering which is maybe what she was baking in round one with lamia because this was just the day before which is what she calls a harvest cake and it's this nasty gross looking cake (laughs) that is like um and uh she like her just long's mom is like what what's that and she goes oh it's called a harvest cake she goes oh is that some sort of farm cake and she goes yes like when we have um why is it called a harvest cake well yes when uh, it's harvest time and we have a good gaggle of geese and she goes geese and she says yes uh at harvest time makes for a, it, it the yolks are denser so it makes for a richer cake which is the grossest way to describe making a cake ever because a it's made out of goose eggs b the, a dense the, egg the, the yolks are her, dense yeah. and it's like Nasty. a dense yoked cake is gross <laughs> So they go and they have Wait, dinner. So you forgot one of the very best parts, which is when Hecuba hisses at her. Um, oh, they right. say the mom's like, "Do you have any cats?" And or, or she or something. She, Christy, you know something how cats like, are. She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, well, you know, I I I had a cat." And Justin <laughs> goes, "Had?" And she goes, "I mean, who's who even knows? Who knows how cat? I don't know where my cat is. Who could even tell? Like this very <laughs> obvious thing of like." Is my cat gone? I don't know. Who could know? Cats go here and there. What's who knows? She has this like super guilty look on her face it's when she does it. So wild. So then they go in to have dinner and they're like talking and you know it's like intimidating to meet these parents and stuff and they start talking and Christine starts talking about her parents and she starts talking about her mother and and basically tells Clay's parents that her mother is an alcoholic and it's like this big uh oh moment. But then Clay's mom is like, oh my gosh. You're so strong to be able to admit that. My dad was an alcoholic oh, okay. and I was never strong enough to be able to admit it. I A really real like you. Moment. Right. Yeah, you have backbone. I really like this girl. Then they right. start talking shit about his ex-girlfriend, like Clay's ex-girlfriend. How like, boring she was. And now was. we're in. 
Okay. You know, nice. Now, like, it's like, oh, we, now we all like Now that you've said something other. that exactly happened to me. Yeah, now I can, they're Republicans. Now I, like now I can relate. Yeah, they're Republicans. <laughs> so. <laughs> Big time. So, uh, so now it's like, things are going good. And then all of a sudden, Sylvia Ganish's eyeball pops well, out of Well, we're serving the harvest cake. Yeah. Oh, Sylvia so we're Ganesh. all eating the harvest And then Mommy Business is like, this looks great. I can't wait to eat the harvest yeah. cake. They're all served oh, to there are no eyes v- via, the, via the servant. So, of course. so yes. Sylvia Ganish's eyeball pokes out of the cake. It oh. like squirms around and then she like flicks away with her fork. And then all of a sudden this eyeball pops out. And she's like, what the fuck? And she tries to stab it with her fork. And then it like bleeds Why strawberry jam be? all over her plate. And then her fork gets sucked into the cake. Of course, nobody else sees this happen. She's like hallucinating this. She starts to panic. Uh, She starts to get weird, stops listening to the conversation. And then all of a sudden starts coughing like really hard. And then she coughs up the fly that flew into her mouth the previous night. And that they all see. Oh, no. And then they're all like this. And then they like uh, snap zoom into the cake where it's like a bunch of raisins and stuff in the cake. And they're like, oh, there's flies in the cake. And they get scared then the room starts to rattle and shake for christine only and she s- jumps up throws her glass at a door and screams like i see you i see you what do you oh, fucking no. want every Is this time enough? the lamia comes it's like really loud for her like the sound she like, like has to like plug her ears it's like really intense right? and, she's and the only, only for one. her yeah and so it's like waging the psychological warfare uh, about her so so then after she like has this freak out, she says to like the parents, like, I think I need to leave. And the, the mom is like, yeah, I think you need to get the fuck out of here. Right. And then just and then like just long is going to like follow Christine and her and his mom like grabs him and is like, don't follow her. Right. And he's like, I have to save her. Oh, and she's like, she's boo. a sick girl. And I think that says a lot about his character, too. Right. Who I really don't you like. You don't like him. Uh, then. Uh, she goes back to Ram Joss and she's like screaming at him like I killed the and she says I killed that little kitty you're full of shit <laughs> she's so mad that she killed a kitten yeah and then he's like I'd you need to like mad too yeah he's too. like you need to like hire the big guns then and you need to go to Sean Sandimas mm, and get okay. this motherfucker okay. dealt with mm-hmm. she's she's been touched by Lamia before she's contended with him before you just need to get ten thousand dollars in cash by tomorrow ten thousand dollars wow we a woman well in greek mythology but in this movie he's a male demon okay Uh, typical hollywood (laughs) (laughs) um is how old is sean sandimas she's probably like in her 60s at this point yeah she she was was young young yeah she was was like in her 20s probably yeah she was young so now so now he's like you're gonna she's like your only hope then the next day at work, she goes. Next day she goes to work and finds out that Stu gets the promotion. Well, the way she finds out is she goes to her boss and she says, "Hey, I'm gonna need an advance on my first assistant manager's check yeah, because she, she needs the 10K. money." And he goes, "Oh, well, about that. About that. Yeah. The the project you were working on, the McPherson file, fell through. A different bank got it. A different bank got word of it. We lost it. So you're not gonna be the assistant manager. Stu did that." Because Stu stole it. Stu stole it. Wow, Stu. So she's sucks. like, "How the fuck do I get ten thousand dollars by tomorrow?" So now she's like, she she like finds out that like, so now she's lost her man. She's lost her promotion. She lost everything that Act One set up that she had uh-huh. to gain. Mm-hmm. She goes home and she's like, I, she's like, I have to pawn off all of my belongings to get ten k so I can go and like deal with this shit. So the first thing she packs up is a flute. <laughs> 
<laughs> then she runs into her shed and packs up figure skates and into a big pink chest because again this is she's so there's eighty dollars yeah so and then while she's like running around her shed like getting her belongings she like pulls a curtain aside and there's Sylvia Ganish and who jumps at her grabs her slams her into a pole and then punches into her mouth and down her throat so like oh. her for, her whole goes arm goes into her elbow deep mouth elbow deep and then this is when we have our true Looney Tunes moment. Where Christine, with Sylvia's arm still in her mouth, this whole oh, scene no. happens with the uh, arm in her mouth. Oh, no. She has her uh, figure skates to her side. She looks around the room, sees an anvil hanging from the oh, ceiling by a yeah. rope, follows the rope through a like pulley, sees where the rope ties in, grabs the ice skate, and chops the rope so the am- anvil falls from the ceiling onto Sylvia Ganish's head, knocking her eyeballs out and into Christine's <laughs> mouth. You know how you just have an anvil in, like, shed. in yeah. a shed on a rope? So yeah, so then she goes, yeah. So she goes to the pawn shop, gets thirty eight hundred dollars for her Sylvia, troubles. Like, disappears because she was in a figment of her imagination. Uh-huh. Good, yeah, theory. she goes home and eats ice cream and then uh Clay comes. Even though over. she's lactose intolerant. Yeah, and goes, Hey, why are you eating ice cream? I thought you were lactose intolerant. Oh. She goes, <laughs> I I just wanted to eat ice cream. So Clay comes in and is like, hey, I paid Ram. I gave him the $10,000. And she's like, why? And he's like, because when I fell in love with you, I made a promise to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And to save you. so I paid him. Uh-huh. I paid and didn't him. she also say like, but you don't believe it? And he's like, no, but, but you, I believe in you, you have, are having a hard time. Yeah. He's like, I believe in you. And so I paid him. I don't know. Uh-huh. I feel crazy, but I did it because I love you. And uh, I remember the moment I felt. I mean, in, in the you. last scene we saw him, he said, I have to save her. So yeah. yeah. He wants he, to save this her. Is about, this this, this about is him. about him. Yeah. Feeling like a good guy. Also, money is immaterial to Clay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah his parents are so, rich as fuck. So now she goes to the seance. Clay takes her to the seance. And we meet Sean Sandimas again. Uh, Christine talks to her about it. Like, you know, you've met Lamia. What happened? She's like, I lost the soul of a young boy to him. And I swore I would get my, I would get mine off of this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And so they begin. And we have in our sands four people. We have Christine. We have Ram. We have Sean Sandimas, and we have a new character named Milos. Who I learned in trivia is her son. Is Sean Sandimas' son. That's what he's meant to be. They oh, don't really? ever really say it explicitly. Interesting. But yeah. He's a oh. huge idiot. Justin Long is not there. No, no he's not he allowed not, in. He does not come in. So okay. they, so Milos brings a goat out because Lamia is a goat spirit. And the idea here of the sands is they'll summon Lamia. Lamia will possess Sean Sandimas. Okay. And then they need to get Sean Sandimas' hand onto the goat, which will transport Lamia into the goat and then they'll slaughter the goat and that'll be the end of Lamia. Got it. Got Again, it. basic physics. Mm-hmm. They do the seance. Pretty simple And stuff. I'm going to try to make this quick because I know we're running so long. That's okay. Um, but they they eventually, they start by conjuring some ghosts. One of the ghosts is carrying a trombone, which is very funny to me. <laughs> it's a very like haunted mansion at Disneyland ride yeah. style ghost appear. Like then, they're all like yeah. in old timey clothes and like playing musical <laughs> instruments. Then those ghosts disappear and then Lamia arrives. Okay. And when Lamia arrives, it all falls very, very quiet. Lamia pushes the furniture of the room around very sort of just like lackadaisically, mm. just to like flex a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and, His power. and yeah. yes. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it gets really loud 
unbearably loud. Everybody mm-hmm. in the room is like mm-hmm. covering their ears, freaking out. And then the camera like shoots in on Sean Sandimas and she becomes possessed by Lamia and her pupils like dilate for her to be her whole This whole is good, eyes. right? This is what we were her going for. Her teeth get sharp. And Lamia is... Nasty. Nasty and also like... Cool as hell. Very cool. <laughs> he, when she becomes Lamia, she like leans back in her she chair She becomes and like, like so um, sedate. Oh, she's got swagger. Hey. Yeah, yeah, and like she's like luxuriating in her chair. And she feels fucking good. And Ram Joss is like, hey, like Lamia, look. Well, first of all, Christine's like, it wasn't me. It was my boss. She says her boss's name. And then oh, and then Ram Joss so is lying. like, shut the fuck up. Like, and he's like, Lamia, look, let me level with you. Christine is nobody. Uh-huh. Surely a demon of your stature doesn't need to like fuck, waste yeah, his waste time with time. Christine Brown. Mm-hmm. And Lamia leans back in that chair. And Lamia is like, wait, this isn't. Chris Brown? <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Lamia goes like Lamia starts laughing and is like, Oh, I'm coming for you, Christine Brown. I'm going to feast on your soul. Oh. I'm gonna feast on your soul for all of eternity and I can't fucking wait. Mm. Ooh, baby, I'm gonna oh, fucking no. rip you to shreds forever <laughs> and I'm gonna love it. I'm going to love every fucking minute of it. <laughs> oh, and it's boy. awful. It's really awful. Then, scary. But, scary. but Lamia's flaw is hubris. Mm-hmm. Lamia's not paying attention. And so Christine, while Lamia's like being like all like showy, showy mm-hmm. knocks his hand onto the goat and Lamia's spirit goes into the goat. The goat then has the ability to speak English and calls her a black hearted whore and a bitch. <laughs> the goat, like literally a puppet of a goat goes, <laughs> and it is literally a puppet. Whore. They use a puppet for that scene yeah. I saw. It's oh, really like, funny. It's funny. <laughs> then Milos goes to like go kill the goat. It's his one job. It's his the goat is tied to the table. Milos totally blows it and, and it. accidentally cuts the rope that the no. goat is tied oh, to. The no. goat runs away. Right. Then Milo then the goat bites Milos's hand and then Lamia's spirit is transported into Milos, who then starts floating and flying around and like dancing on top of the table. He kicks like a candle over it like creates a big fire and he's like dancing and like circus music starts playing and it's really broad and crazy and his face gets all like practical makeup and like his teeth get sharp like his nose gets and then he like beats up everybody in the room except for christine and then like chases her and like blocks her from leaving christine's like screaming at him like please 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 like i I killed my kitten to like appease you. Oh, and then oh. he pukes her kitten's corpse up oh, at her feet no. and goes, I don't want your fucking kitten, Christine. I want you. Oh, and like, no. it's like very scary. It's crazy. Oh, no. And, uh, Oh, he goes, I don't want your cat, you dirty pork queen. <laughs> oh my That's God. Again, with he the calls pork her a dirty queen. pork queen, which uh, oh. for a demon to call somebody else dirty is, very Crazy. silly. Very um, silly. Look in a mirror, buddy. So then, so then, uh, uh, Sean Sandimus gets like resuscitated by, uh, Rom, and she like does some badass conjuring style shit and like ec- uh, exercises Lamia's spirit from the room. And it's like very dramatic and big, uh, and exercises him from Milo. She f- collapses onto the table. The room goes quiet. The lights become normal. And then Milo recovers and goes, I'm okay. Oh, and no. it really is very funny. Oh, I'm no. okay. As I'm okay. If we cared, my friend. Uh, and then, and then, Sean Sandimus dies. 
dies. It's, oh, she spent her last like, her last life what? force getting Lamia out of there. Okay. Yeah. It, and like, now she's dead. Too much. So then Christine's like, hey, fuck yeah. Like, I can't yeah, believe the, she died, but it worked. She's like, right. she says to Ram, she's like, crazy that she waited her whole life to confront him. And yeah. then she did. And she got him out. Like, and then she died. Because Christine's like, like, needs this like round ending on everything. And then Sean, uh, and then Ram goes, nah, dude. All she did was kick him out of the room. Yeah, he's, he's coming like, for you yeah. still. Yeah, he's right. Right. And, right. And she's right. like, right. well, fuck, what do I do? And he's like, you've got one more course of action, which is to give the cursed object to somebody else. Passing it on. They Just passing have that it on. same fate. It, they it will be banished to hell for forever. Yes. So then she gets picked up by, by, her, bad uh, by uh, her bad boyfriend. They drive away and then they almost crash into an old man who's walking across the street and like, he has to like, hit the brakes really hard. And her bag and Justin Long's bag both fall into like the, uh, what is it foot called? Space the foot the space seat. of the passenger seat of the mm-hmm. car, mixing up the contents of their bags. bags. Now note that each one of them, so earlier he put his coin into an envelope. Huge spoiler. And, oh. and later she put her button into an envelope. Okay. So it's mixed up. They, they carry on. Then she goes to this, and then there, and then he's like, "Hey, like we're gonna take this trip tomorrow morning. Meet me at the train station at seven thirty a.m." And like he's like, "Do you want to stay with me?" She's like, "No, I have to do something before we go on this trip." She's They're- like all worried after the car that they almost get a car accident. She's like, "Oh my god, where's my envelope? Where's my envelope? Where's my envelope?" And she's worried she's not gonna find it. She finds the envelope. She's like, "Oh." Thank God. And she like takes her envelope and is really yeah. happy. Yeah, and- she's like very relieved. And because their plan is to like go to his parents' cabin for the weekend to like relax. Which I learned in a trivia that he meant that Sam Raimi meant to be the cabin from Evil Dead. Yeah, I, why not, you know? Yeah, Which why not? is also like, <laughs> the if they'd universe. gone there, also would have been bad. He said it was the same yeah, universe. True. Um, yeah, true. <clears throat> so she's like, hey, I like, yeah, I'll meet you there at 7.30. I have to take care of some things before we we go. So she, we cut to, she's at a diner eating or drinking coffee and like, like, Tapping the envelope on the counter, like very nervous, looking around, and the, there, there's like a a waitress at the diner. It's like, are you are only gonna drink coffee? And she's like, what do you care? And she's like, people who drink coffee don't tip well. And she goes, say one more thing, and I'll give you a tip you'll never forget. Oh, like no. badass. Oh. This, so this is where she goes into like she's in ash mode now. This is yeah. like Killian Murphy at the end of Twenty Eight Days Later type. Right, she's right. getting she's right. She's fucking losing it. To lose, it's yeah. her soul or yeah. somebody else. So she's else's. like looking around, like who do I give this curse to? Who do I curse hell? She like looks around the room and sees this old, old, old man with, with like, like an a oxygen, oxygen thing on. He's old, old eating pie alone. She in the gets. Corner. She gets. She's like, well, he's old. Right. I mean, I and see so, yeah. the reasoning behind it, but I'm still not yeah. fond of it. So I she, don't know. yeah. So she gets up to like hand it to him. Soul for eternity, though. Well, yeah. True. So true. She, true. So she gets up and like she's gonna hand it to him, and then as she's walking, this old lady walks up to the old man with a big slice of pie, and the old man takes his oxygen mask off and goes, "Oh my gosh!" And they're like so <laughs> sweet, oh. <laughs> And I tell you, every time somebody gives me. Any object, I think about that old man going, oh, my gosh. Oh, Every time. It's really sweet. So if you ever hand me anything, the internal monologue is me going, oh, my gosh, with from like an emphysmatic <laughs> old man. And then she's like, I can't. I can't do this. So she like goes and sits back down. She's like, who can I give this to? And she's like, fucking Stu. 
So she calls oh. Stu from a payphone and is like, come to this diner right now. Okay. And he's like, I know what you did. Yeah, she's like, I know what you did. And he's like, what did you, what did I do? And he's like, she's like, I know about the McPherson report. And he's like, just, okay, 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 I'll come. Just don't tell my dad. <laughs> Which is so funny. So funny. We've never, we don't know his, his dad. dad is his not dad a character is not in this. <laughs> so it's like, so funny. And so Stu shows up and is like, oh my God, Christine. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, and he's like crying and freaking out. And she's like hanging the button like, this is a gift that I give you. Please acknowledge that like you are the owner of this object and it is yours now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, whatever you want. Just please don't tell my dad what I did. <laughs> and then she like looks at his pathetic face and is like, fuck, dude, I can't like put this on you. Mm. And so she's like, you know what? Just go. Just leave. Just get mm. the fuck out of here. And so he leaves. And Christine is like, fuck, who do I give this to? Who could I possibly, who deserves this? Of anybody that I've ever encountered, who deserves this curse? <gasps> so she looks over to a newspaper and it's the obituaries and Sylvia Ganish's face is in the obituaries and she goes, that bitch deserves it. So, she's, so she runs back to Ram Joss and goes, can I, can I curse a dead person's soul? And he's like, yeah, like in that culture, um, people like offer prayers and try to curry favor with souls. The souls never really die. So yeah, you could, you could give the curse back to her. So she, so now we're in full Killian Murphy, 28 days later mode. So he's like, yeah, you could offer it as a gift to her. And she goes, I'll shove it down her goddamn throat. (laughs) So she goes to the cemetery and it's raining. It's raining. And, but Mm. as she's, uh, as she's driving to the cemetery, the fucking handkerchief comes back. Oh, God. It, like, lurks up. It, like, attacks her. It, like, slides in through Ew. her car's front grill and comes out of her uh, like air, air conditioning vents. vents and, like, gets in her face and, like, attacks her. And she crashes her car into the cemetery oh, no. gates. And then the handkerchief tries to, like, fly down her throat and she grabs ew, just, ew, like, ew, the ew, final ew. corner and pulls it out. Oh, God. Yuck. Then, and, and then she throws it onto the ground. And starts stomping on it and the handkerchief screams <laughs> and then she rips it in half and then she goes into the cemetery and she digs up Sylvia Ganish's wow. grave as it's like downpouring. Yeah. Uh, like opens it up. dirty, muddy. Pulls open her casket and then like as the rain is coming down, like pulls the button out and goes, I, Christine Brown, give a gift of this button to you, Sylvia Ganish. <laughs> Uh, and like shoves it into her throat and then fucking kicks it kicks her mouth shut onto the button oh my god it's like it's like downpouring on her she's like covered in mud now like floating in the mud because it's pouring down into this so much rain comes in that the whole grave like uh fills with water and like like sylvia ganish like grabs her hair another time her corpse the corpse does the corpse does also earlier when we're at the funeral and it falls on her when they like pull the corpse off of her it like rips her hair out so many chunks of hair oh uh and so now we're in this like flooding grave as uh with the 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 envelope in her in sylvia's mouth it's filling with water and then a grave tips over and like hits christine on the head and it, but it's like so fucking badass it's when really she does cool. this. And then uh, then she gets knocked unconscious. And then we come back and she like <gasps> comes out of the like water filled grave, climbs out. Dawn has come and she goes home and takes a shower. And this and was it's it. Like, this was this the third it. day. And mm. she feels great. She goes to the train station, Union Station to meet with Clay 
She walks in, sees this jacket that she really, really wants, uh, and buys it. Goes she to did, the, she's like, I deserve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, I did it. Like, the, a new day is coming. Like, I beat this curse. I fucking made Sylvia Gannis choke on her own curse. I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go have this nice weekend with my boyfriend. Everything will be normal. She walks out in her new coat. Clay sees her and is like, you look so good. What happened? What's that new coat? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to get this new coat. I really liked it. And he's like, oh, what did you do with your old coat? She's like, oh, I got rid of it. And he's like, oh, that's really too bad because I was looking through my bag and I found in my bag this envelope that has a button from your old coat. No, she didn't even notice. He even set it up and I forgot. And And he hands it to her he like pulls it out and she's like oh my god oh my god oh and my he's god like, by the way i think you have my coin yeah that you gave me at the beginning <laughs> of the didn't movie notice that it was it not was a in button. a sealed envelope they're both and round they're the, same, the size. same shape and she goes oh my god oh my god and she backs up she walks backwards she walks backwards she walks backwards and we're on a train platform oh and no. falls onto the train tracks oh no as a train is approaching and clay is like screaming and clay is like, like screaming oh, no 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 and when she falls onto the train tracks, we see the train coming, and then all of a sudden, the ground beneath her cracks open. No. We see those red-orange flames. Oh, no. A bunch of demon hands reach up and drag her to hell. And we see, Straight to we hell. see, hit, we see Clay's like reaching over, and the hellfire like reflected in his face as he's like crying and is like, "No!" And she's like being pulled into yeah. hell. And at this point, the train is like going over. The tracks, like yeah, where but she is, but she's matter. being dragged she's down. In, she's in hell now, and that's and then, drag me to hell. Font <laughs> comes up on screen, and that's the end of the movie. It's fucking wild. Oh no, she got it's, dragged to hell. She got dragged to hell. They told us Spoiler. she would. I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe that's is how there, it ends. Is, is there a drag me to hell too? I don't no. think so. No, but Joel There's has not, an idea for. I a have sequel. an idea for a sequel. <laughs> Um, if you're listening, if yeah. you're listening, hey, if you want to come if back, if you're listening, this idea is Joel's trademark. Can I tell you? Can I tell you this, Sam Raimi? If you're listening, I know that Sam. I know that you haven't made a sequel because you needed the right idea. I have the right idea. <laughs> and great news, I, we, there it is. Yeah. Joel's got it. We look. I looked it up in an interview with him, and he was like, "I never wrote a sequel because I just figured like she's obviously dead and burning in hell forever." Like it was like so upsetting. He was like, yeah. "There's no other story for her." She's right. being tortured for eternity. There's nothing else to happen. Right. Now, there Game are over. some people, too, that have... The, there's a theory out there that, like, none of this was real, and she just felt guilt, and at the end, she just kills herself. Like, she just throws herself in front of the train to kill herself. Mm. Um, because you see the train, like, going over her when she's being dragged down. Right. Like, the train mm-hmm. would have hit her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is that theory. I don't really buy it, because I don't think that the movie Especially asks you to. Especially given that Sam Raimi interview. Yeah. Where he said yeah, she's, she's burning, burning hell. hell. It's <laughs> so brutal. What's your hot take? <clears throat> so my hot take is maybe it's not that hot now that we're in, and I've already like planted my seeds. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> but I think that the big so in that final scene, she says to Clay, like, "Hey, I just have to say to you, I could have given Miss mm. Ganesh a extension, and I chose not to." Mm. And I've been feeling really guilty about that. And that's what this has all been about. And I Mm. have to like take ownership that I could have given her an extension and I didn't. Right. And it's presented as if that is the arc of her characters, that she realized that that's what she did wrong. Right. That that is not what she did wrong. 
And so I think the reason that she ends up going to hell is because she doesn't square with what she actually got cursed for, which was shaming that woman. She kept putting it off on like, well, I made this business decision. And that wasn't what her flaw was. It was that yeah. she didn't treat a person she treated her- with dignity. Wow. I, it's, I, w- I would encourage listeners, if you're not going to watch the whole movie. Sounds fun. It's really fun. But if watch that final scene because it is so chilling. That realization of like, I spent a whole night in a fucking open grave with a corpse and it was for, for nothing. Nothing. nothing because I didn't I open shoved a rare coin down her throat because <laughs> I didn't open a fucking envelope. I'm going to hell forever. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's upsetting. It's upsetting. <laughs> and if you want to look up Allison Loman on Instagram, she's only got about 4000 followers. Give her a follow. Give her a follow. I hope we could I hope that we conveyed how funny this movie is. It's I'm, funny. It's I'm, like it so funny. Very fun. It's like slapstick and it's also so scary but it's so so funny. And it won't give you nightmares, I don't think. I even I woke up in the middle of the night the night after watching it and went and like thought about it and was like, am I going to be scared? Am I going to be scared? No. Okay. I like and, if, that. and if that's true for me, it's true for anyone. There so. you go. That's an endorsement. Watch it. Watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Guys. What do you think, Ken? Not a fan? No, no, no. I'm a fan. You're not going to watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it. But that being said, I would, I think I would want to watch it in the context that Joel first saw it. With like a bunch of people. With like 20 people in a big movie theater where no one knows what's going on. And then you're (laughs) pleasantly surprised. That does sound nice. (laughs) And shocked. All right. Any other? Joel, thank you for taking us on that wild ride. Two very different films you've you've guided us through. To be honest, you are such a good storyteller. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. You are really, really good. And we need to have you on the pod every other week. Every other week. I'm like not kidding. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's other movies make- I love to share with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start making a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All your favorite. Check it I'll make twice. a list, check it twice. Make a list, check it twice. <laughs> and find out who's only naughty. <laughs> That's it. Um, well, guys, what a great time. What a great fucking time. Um I had a good time. I had a great time. I had a great time. I watched another scary movie. Maybe I'll maybe I mean here maybe I'll watch another one at some point yeah, in my life. Yeah. It's a Who great knows? one. Who knows? Is the ratio going to change? Are you guys going to be brave and I'm going to be scared? No, 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 no. You can rest <laughs> assured that that I, I'm staying in scared camp, but, okay. but I'm I'm like dipping a toe in. Just, to, a, t- just a tiny a little toe. toe. I'm like every, curious. Every month mm-hmm. you're going to watch a scary movie. Uh, uh, no, every quarter. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> <All right>. great. <laughs> um, Wait, were there any accents in this? Or any fun voices? No. I mean, you shit. I beg you. Yeah, Sylvia has and a great you accent. Shame me. Well, and we look. can't really say good goodbye. It sounds like Dracula, but let's do it. Ready? <laughs> good. Good. I don't know. I hate that. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. 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 Hi guys, it's Sammy. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Joel is such a great guest. We love having him so much. Um, And if you had as much fun hearing all about Drag Me to Hell as we did, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Takes like less than a minute and it really means a lot to us. So we'd really appreciate it. Um, And if you haven't yet, follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. That is where we posted our 
um, crazy sexist review that we quoted way too much in this episode. Sorry about that. But if you want to check it out, that's where to find it. Um, Yeah. Have a great week. We love you so much. Bye.